Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clement's each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes... Lots of other marvellous benefits and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash iron filings. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it. This is Top Flight Tune Machine. I am Andy Hotbody Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I am Sam Nifty Delaney. So what? You'll have to forgive me if I sounded a little bit despondent. Jaded. Jaded. If you like, if you will, that's because we are uh, on the second part of the 20th of June, 1999, which is, let's be frank, an absolute fucking toilet. Uh, Yeah, although, yeah, there are some... Good. There's now, yeah, amongst yeah. it all. There's some yeah. diamonds in the rough. There's some diamonds in the shite. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There is. You're right. You're right. Seems to me um, you've lived your life like a diamond, like a diamond in the diamond shite. shite. <laughs> uh, do you want to pick out a diamond then? Well, sweet like chocolate. Start. Sweet like chocolate at number eight. Shanks and Bigfoot is a song that I'm uh, very fond of indeed. So. Um, yeah, straight away, I I bestow upon that diamond in the shite status. Yeah. Uh, where Shanks and Bigfoot, where are they now? I don't know. Don't know anything about them, but I do like that song a great deal. Um, I would imagine they're probably still on the circuit. Now, you um, know, at number 14, there is Kiss Me by Sixpence and I'm whoa, the Richer. Whoa, whoa, hang on. Let's, let's, right, on. Let's, let's, let's turn to Wikipedia and see what's, so, yeah, what's, what's, Shanks and Bigfoot what's going on with Shanks and Bigfoot. Sorry, I do have a canine in the Vita Modular. And, oh, um, again? She's starting to... She's, she's got hold of my rubbish bag. I don't, have right. a, I don't have a bin in the Vita Modular at the moment because I transferred the bin to the bedroom. Um... So now I'm binless. So at the moment I'm operating. I'm embarrassed to admit I just literally have a bin bag in here for right, my, okay. my waste paper and so forth. And uh, the the dog has got in here and she's got hold of it. Oh, oh dear! So right. I don't want to cause him too much mayhem. Hold on a sec. Okay. Um, Leave that yeah, just old man. Shanks, Shanks and Bigfoot. Are you back? Yeah, yeah I'm back. Yeah. Shanks and Bigfoot uh, were originally known as Doolally, <laughs> uh, and they recorded the pirate anthem "Straight from the Heart" in 1998, which got a number 20. And "Sweet Like Chocolate" was uh, easily their biggest hit, and they brought out "Straight from the Heart" again as Shanks and Bigfoot. 
and then a couple of other attempts. There doesn't seem to be any activity, really, for over 20 years from Shanks and Bigfoot. Well, they'll be doing battlings and the rest of it. I mean, look, there's another... There's a song in this chart by a close personal friend of mine, someone who you're familiar with, and I'm sure you've met on more than one occasion, Yeah. Uh, which, of course, is Fats and Small. Ben mm. Afa, Afayadu being um, yeah. Vanessa's other half. Uh, top yep. bloke, not fat at all. I don't know why he ever had that as a nickname. I can't remember. He explained it to me once. But have you met his? Have you met his partner in no, the group? Never met him. But uh, I wonder he, how small he is. If that's ironic as well, if he's not actually small. He. Uh, one thing about Ben is he will sing this song at the drop of a hat, and I really love I like him that. for it because you know, like most like people, that. they've got. They're known for one or two songs in particular. Yeah. Uh, and if they get asked to do them, they're like, oh, God, yeah. I'm sick of doing that. I want to play, I so play you more. There's so much more to my oeuvre than that I, I, song. I would much rather um, perform for you now my new jazz, my jazz-tinged yeah. work that I've been doing. It's like, Sting, would you- we don't want to hear the jazz. <laughs> do Roxanne and shut up. Would you not prefer me to do This Time Around, which reached number 15 in 2001? No. and... Or Change, which got to number 45. Very, very underrated, I thought. I'm not, exa- in 2001. I'm not exaggerating when I say you will rarely spend time in Ben's company without him at some point breaking into Got to Turn Around. Yeah. Uh, but he's got a lovely Good. voice and it's a pleasant song. Now, he often finds himself at the old on the old Butlins uh, circuit doing yeah. classics. I mean, I think it was reported in the paper particularly adventurous weekend he had up the Butlins not so long ago and And who was he with who was he with Dane Bowers was there pretty sure of course he was in trouble bizarrely bizarrely Paul Danan wasn't there (laughs) where were you Paul (laughs) that was the headline he must have been absolutely gutted when he read that (laughs) what Ben Afeadu and fucking Dane Bowers have been out larging it weirdly not involved next I'm going to hear Darren Day was there as well (laughs) <laughs> and Dean Gaffney. Darren Deer. The Deermeister. Yeah. So, and Duncan uh, from Blue. All the Ds. All Dean, Duncan, the lads. Darren, and Dane. <laughs> the uh, four Ds of the, the four D-men of the apocalypse. Um, that feels like a concept. It does, Take yeah. that on the road. Yeah. So, they're... Uh, so, yeah, fat, uh, Shanks and Bigfoot will probably be on the same circuit. I'll ask him. I'll text him and say, uh, what are Shanks and Bigfoot up to nowadays? He'll probably text back and go, I'm with them now. Yeah. <laughs> We're at Starbucks. Come down. We're at Pontins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I'll tell you what, there doesn't seem to be a lot, a lot of Shanks and Bigfoot action. Somebody tweeted... A while ago, I, I sometimes wonder what became of Shanks and Bigfoot. And I don't think they've got any kind of sensible reply, which is a shame. Which is a shame. Lots of people trying to be funny. But, uh, no. No, they've just disappeared. A bit like the Pips, when Gladys oh. Knight disbanded the Pips in, I think, 1983. None of the pips have ever been seen in public since. So you, there's a, is there a rumour that she had them all killed? Well, I don't know what... what. No, I don't want to say things like that. I'm going to 
disassociate myself from that comment no, straight just a, away. Just a question, not I must a statement. Must bleep that out. Oh, hang on. The dog's doing a shit in the Vita modular. Fowler, Fowler, Fowler. Shit interval. And we're back. Uh, are you all sort of there? Is the is the Vita modular being cleansed? Yes, I've had to do a a, a full cleansing. Um, pretty deep and hard, but the thing is, it's a like deep clean. it's like all of deep. It's like all of life's most unpleasant acts. The thing is, you just have to run straight towards them. You have to run towards the chaos. Actually, yeah. that's a good name for uh, my memoir. Uh, running towards the chaos, uh, <laughs> and no, I mean like you know, I caught her midway through, and I managed yeah. to get her out of the Vita Modular, but. To, in order to complete her business. What, what, mid shit? Yeah, well, she was, she'd let a cup, like a couple of bits out on, in yeah. the modular. And then she was gearing up because I, I don't know, if this is common in the dog world, but what my dog likes to do is do three, four, up to five or six uh, a go. But she'll right. change positions. Like she'll sort of leave them in a sort of a circle as if she's sending a code. To right, like aliens or, or something, it like almost yeah. like a crop circle. They'll, she'll scatter kind of them thing. about, sort yeah. of thing, in, usually in a circular sort of yeah. form. And she was beginning that, and I right. managed to sort of between two sort of separate efforts get her yeah. out, and and she finished out there. And then I just thought, well, there's there's no point fucking around. I have to just go and get all the equipment and run at this. So I've done it. Yeah. And I, I actually have some incense burning in the Vita Modular as we speak. Good idea. What, what Have you got a hard floor in the Vita Modular? Is it easy I, to clean? It's a, it's a hard floor, but I also have a rug, and she went on the rug. Oh, no way. Yep, why? Oh, man. So I've cleaned it up. There's some carpet vanish stuff on it at the moment yeah. doing its work, but who knows, it might need a dry clean. But, you know, oh, I, you me. just have to think, well, these things make us stronger. They do, they do. Getting back to your memoirs and a possible title, I was just thinking, obviously you've got a book out soon, Sam. What's it called again? It's called Sort Your Head Out, Mental Health Without All the Bollocks. That's right. I was just listening to Absolute 80s yesterday and Howard Jones came on, new song, his first hit single. And that line, that iconic line, throw off your mental chains. Oh, I yeah. Thought, Why did Sam not call his book yeah, that? Yeah, throw off your mental chains, yeah. Actually, in our, in our song... Um, <laughs> living out loud I think there's a line about oh it's society shackles so it's similar yeah we promised to uh, Delaney and Dawson are going to show you how to live to be free of society shackles yeah but, yeah I'm not telling you how to title your book or anything but I just thought I thought a nice alternative title well, maybe the next one maybe the next yeah. one maybe the foreign territories yeah if it's not too late exactly you, you often it. have to change it for America Wait, yeah. sort your head out we don't get that the audience won't get it You've got bollocks written on the cover here. What's that? <laughs> you know what, actually? I just went down to my local bookshop, Barnes Bookshop, which is a lovely little bookshop. You know, a bit, it's sort of twee. I, I know that sounds like a negative word to use, but uh, it's sort of nice. It's a sweet little independent bookshop and they're very yeah. friendly and it's, you know, it's nice. And I, with, my, with previous books I've had out, I go down and try to do the old, oh, I'm a local author any chance of a window display which they which they've done before and they have local author right um now the fucking most prolific local author probably 
round here is Giles Brandreth, who we've spoken about on this show before, and we both have feelings about him. Yeah, is, not particularly positive feelings. He is, he's, let's just say, he is a local fucking busybody. Arsehole. Right? He's yeah. fucking everywhere, this bloke. Non-fucking stop, he's got his face. Yeah. He can't move for him. Not If you don't see him in the flesh, there's posters of him. Giles Brandreth, live at the fucking bookshop, reading extracts from his daft fucking book. Giles Bradworth at the yeah. fucking Barnes Pod doing a fucking song and dance routine. Drives me round a bend. Anyway, he's, he seems to have cornered it, so I thought, fuck this, I'm going down there. So I went down there and I said, listen, I've had a, I've been touched and honoured to have a few people, including a lot of Cunters and IFS members, get in touch and say, can I get, how can I access a signed copy, right? So mm. I thought, I'll do a deal with Barnes Bookshop. So I went down to Barnes Bookshop and I said, listen, i got this book coming out. I'm a local author, right? If anyone asks me for a signed copy, I'm going to get them to order it from you, mm-hmm. right? And then I'll come down here and sign them and put sign the messages the in, right? Yeah. And then you fucking send them off. And we're both fucking laughing, aren't we? And they were delighted. Oh, yes, that would be great. Guess what they said, though? Wonderful. Yes, yes. Thank you for thinking of us. Yeah, they did. They said, thank you very much. And I said, yeah, well, it works well for me as well, because you handle all the thing. I said, and plus, I don't want to... I post them. I don't want to get them to do it, because then it don't show up on my fucking book tracker sales results, right? Yeah, of course. So they go, yeah, it's good. And then uh, they said, oh, do you have a copy? I said, I've only got one copy. It's true, I've only got one copy so far, me personally, right? Mm. I said, but I brought it down to show you. So they go, oh, yes, that's wonderful. And then I saw her eyes go down. Uh, But before that, she'd said, she'd said, yes, we've done this for other authors. And she said, Charles Brandreth was here just recently signing some of his books. It worked well. And I was like, if you, listen, this was going quite well. And I fucking thought I would get through one local conversation just once without that cunt's name coming up. But no, you had to fucking mention it. All right, let's put that aside for now. And then I go, here's the book. And she goes, oh, great. And then her eyes drift down because she's just said, yes, and we'll put some in the window. And she's seen it fucking (laughs) mental health out of the bollocks. And she said, oh, it's almost like fucking Oh, Miss Miss Blether Hatchet, call the police. It was one of those, yes. right? This and is Operation Sex Pistols all over again. <laughs> yeah. But I think they seemed all right. But I, went, I said to my wife, who knows the book game better than me, she was outside with the dog. She said, what they say? I said, it's all right, but I didn't have to put it in the window because I could see her looking at the word bollocks a bit suspiciously. And she went, mm. never mind that, you silly cunt. What are they going to think when you put out their email to all of the fucking cunters who want a signed copy? And they're going to be emailing that shop with the phrasing of the dedication they want. Ugh. A lot of them are going to be vulgar, aren't they, Sam? Vulgar, to say the fucking least. This Jesus. poor shop with these lovely old women who run it are going to be inundated with blue language. Um, oh, my God. And language I don't know the I don't know how they're going to handle it, but not my problem. Well, we've come a long way because there was a Nottingham record shop, I think it was Virgin Records in Nottingham, that was prosecuted for displaying Nevermind the Bollocks by the Sex Pistols in 1977. Wow. And now look at Um, this. In the window. And now you've got uh, Leafy Barnes Mm. and a delightful Twee bookshop who are possibly considering doing the same. I hope they don't ban me. I hope they don't ban me. At the end of the day, I'd be like, listen, it's not easy being an independent bookshop. I know I wouldn't be your first choice of author. Mm. to have involved 
because I'm not ideal and my book has swearing and all the rest of it. And my, my readers are awful people who just want me to write swear words in the book for them. And I've, I've, I've subsequently realised I should have called it throw off your mental chains, but it's nothing to exactly. do with that now. Exactly. There are a lot of mistakes that have been made on both sides. <laughs> so far. But here we time. are. Here we are. You need the sales. I need the sales. Let's just agree to fucking collaborate on this, yes, deeply flawed, imperfect project. <laughs> um, probably best to look to it. I will, um, I'll add that if you search Giles Brandreth, Gary Glitter uh, on Twitter, there's a quite interesting clip from TV AM from about, I don't know, maybe 1985 with the two of them. Yeah. I'm not going to say any more, but it's it's an interesting exchange between the pair. Right, okay. Um, yeah, there you go. Jalapeño. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Jalapeño. Uh, also, yeah. talking of twee stuff, twee yeah. content. Yeah. Uh, we were at me and my brother were at Sunderland versus Middlesbrough last yeah. weekend. Yeah. Good victory for Sunderland. And at one point, uh, the Sunderland fans sang taunted the Middlesbrough fans with the, the regular chant that they do, which is, you're just a small town in Yorkshire. Oh. Um, very, very cutting. And I yeah. turned to my brother and I said, small town in Yorkshire. Well, sounds nice, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's kind of what I know. It doesn't sound yeah. at all like yeah. it's fucking, yeah, like a horrible yeah. insult and at we, all. Yeah, some nice independent bookshops, maybe some coffee shops, mm. uh, maybe, for example, Pickering with its delightful railway. And, and like that. Uh, a market town. What do you call it? Who's the tea shop? Betty's. Um, Betty's um, in yeah, Harrogate. Fucking Betty's, yeah. There'd be, there'd be, there'd be, there's a few, there'd be a few Betty's. Small oh, towns in wonderful. Yorkshire. Sounds lovely. Yeah, it really some does. Plenty of greenery. Yeah. And, uh, countryside nearby. Oh. Yeah. It's so, not an inter- uh, I mean, people sing at Brentford, you're just a small town in Hounslow. And right. I'm like, and, you know, I was there, West Brentford away last season as a West Ham fan. And I'm in the West Ham end, obviously, and everyone's singing, you're just a small town in Hounslow. Well, I mm. grew up in Brentford, or I spent a lot of my youth in Brentford. And it's it's not a particularly nice place, I'll be honest. And right. ha- and Hounslow is not a nice place, really, either. Oh. And that's quite insulting. It, it, it feels depressing. I, I admit, I stayed out of the song. Yeah. I stayed out of it because I felt compromised, Andy. You needed to stay neutral on that one, I think. I really yeah. did. I kept did my head right down. Thing. Kept my head down and my mouth shut. 
But I did think this is a cutting song. A small town in Hounslow is really belittling and it's Nasty. horrible and it's quite accurate because it is in the borough of Hounslow. Um, just but goes small to show town- you don't need to swear. You know what I mean? Just no, exactly. Exactly. But a small town in Yorkshire, on the other hand, fucking hell, that's everyone's retirement dream. Yeah, maybe a microbrewery, <laughs> something like that. Yeah, on. yeah. Lovely, Lovely uh, uh, amazing gastro pub that's got one Michelin oh, star God, yeah. that uses only local produce. Oh, <laughs> man, I don't know which small town this is, but I need to have a weekend break there. Yeah, beautiful. As soon as possible. Um, should we get back to this chart? What else is yeah. going on in it? Well, I was um, going to talk about that song, Sixpence, None the Richer, Kiss Me. It's, oh, fr- yeah. it's from, um, there was a revival in the noughties of kind of, I guess John Hughes inspired teen movies, wasn't there, with people like Freddie Prince Jr. in? Was there? Yeah, there was. Um, Take your word for it. uh, There were. I seen. I went to see most of them. I I love teen movies, and they weren't up to the the eighties standards. Yeah. This was from one of them. Could it have been Ten Things I Hate About You? Might have been. I'll I'll Google it in a second. But it's funny this song because it does have a sort of. It feels a little bit eighties. Um, mm. Sixpence None the Richer is an one of the all time most awful names for a band. It's terrible, isn't it's it? It's so bad that every part of you wants to hate the song, and the song is quite twee. It's a bit treacly, but mm. fucking hell, Andy, I'm I'm sorry. It's a great fucking song, and I tell I you, can vaguely who, remember. It, I tell yeah. you, who agrees with me. No lesser thinker than my father, Barry Delaney, right? Well, there you go. Who, if you might remember, went through uh, one of his 19 separate midlife crises. He had all of the Shine DVDs. He did. <laughs> Do you remember me telling you that? It was part of yeah. his, I think it was in his ecstasy phase. And I thought it was the CDs. Was it DVDs as well? No, sorry. That's what I mean, CDs. He had, CDs. All, he had every yeah. Shine, all of them in the car. All the way up to Shine 7. Yeah. All of the fucking shines. I come in and uh, and I remember being impressed, but that was like adult CD buying. You must have seen it all the time in our price. Because yeah. student CD buying, it's like I'm getting a CD maybe once a month when my money comes in. But then you mm. realise, my dad was an adult. He liked shine CDs. So he thought, I'll just go and buy. Can I have all of the shine CDs, please? He probably yeah. bought them in one go, the mad cunt. Yeah. But I can tell you, when you got in his motor, which had a fucking CD player in it, he always was like this. Have you heard this song? And he'd put on Kiss Me by Sixpence on the Richer. And he'd always present it to me as if he'd, uh, you know, what, like, oh, what, you heard this on John Peel? Stayed up late and heard it on John Peel, did you? It was always presented like that, like he'd dug out a really obscure sort of indie hit. But it's not that at all. Yeah. It's a sort no. of, it's a, it's a treacly sort of pop ballad. And I, a, yeah. I absolutely love it. Good, good it, for you. It is, it's horribly <clears throat> seductive. I can't get enough of it. And it's it it's sort of so romantic that it does remind you of warm summer nights up the park mm. with a girl you had a crush on doing a bit of fingering. A bit it's, of light it, fingering. It's that yeah. romantic. That's how romantic summer, it is when you hear it. Summer fingering. Yeah. Do you know what the only other chart hit was by Sixpence None the Richer, which was the follow-up four months later? What? It was a cover version of There She Goes, the Lars... Oh, my God. Now, there's um, a song that doesn't need covering. Well, exactly. Well, Sixpence None, the Richard didn't think that. They thought, we'll cover that. We'll have a piece of that action. Yeah. And then they were gone. 
as soon as they arrived. Yeah, well, so, I reckon they'll still be making money out of um, Kiss Me because it yeah. it did become... It's a song that I think would probably get used quite a lot. <clears throat> it's from the film She's All That. Is it? I believe so. Yeah. So they, they, they were a two-hit wonder. You'd think they were a one-hit wonder because you'd have forgotten all about There She Goes. Yeah, but, I think... Uh, but it, now you it, say that, I think that she... That, um, that might have been used on the soundtrack as well because I remember hearing a, a cover of it. Like feels a, like it could have been. Yeah, that it was. It was, uh, and I remember it was like a bad cover because you saw them. That is a perfect pop song. Don't cover it. There's not really anything you can do with Leave it. Leave it alone. Yeah. Unless you go really like, unless you do a fucking jazz version or something like that. It's kind of like the um, the early period of that stuff. The, the John Lewis Christmas advert where t- songs are taken and twee the fuck out of them yeah and stick them on the advert don't they it was mm. in the film Snow Deer <clears throat> oh me. I don't know that film um, yeah and a, a lot of people of course feel that the song is about heroin but I don't know if it is or not oh I didn't know that yeah Coursing I'll pulse through, my, through my veins yeah uh-huh. yeah a little bit on the nose but yeah mm. that's what people think uh, I don't know. Only the songwriter himself, Lee Mavis. Mm. Only he knows. He's a bit... And uh, if he was on heroin at the time, maybe he doesn't know. Only a bit touched in the nut himself. It was just a bit artistically delicate, I think. Yeah, sometimes I heard about live shows where he stood with his back to the audience and stuff like that. Yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah. We should try that um, on one of our live shows. <laughs> well, my, my favourite anecdote of Larry David from Kirby Your Enthusiasm mm. was when he was a struggling stand-up comic in New York. And he still had a great big afro before he went bald. And he walked on stage one night and just had a look at the audience and just went, nah, walked straight <laughs> off again. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Some balls there. But getting to, <clears throat> from a two-time, two-hit wonder to a one-hit wonder, The New Radicals, You Get What You Give. Oh, it's a great song. I love this song. Yeah, it's brilliant. And New Radicals did that. Then they did a follow-up single called Someday We'll Know, which didn't make it in the top 40. There was an album. And then he just fucked off. It wasn't that guy, a bit like Lee Mavers, a bit of a uh, eccentric genius. And didn't he, he was. He writes songs for other people. He was like a hit writer. And I think he'd already yeah. hit and hit, written hits for other people. And then suddenly he thought, fuck this, I'm going to do one myself. And I remember the video. They were in a shopping mall. And he had a bucket hat on, and yes. someone was riding around on a Vespa in a shopping mall. It was really wacky. I like That's it right. a lot. I remember working. I was working at IPC on the development of a magazine mm. launch at the time, and we had, I guess it would have been XFM on the radio all day. And there were certain mm. songs that were played so heavily on repeat on XFM that year, which would have been around this time, that they were always synonymous with that time with me and that yeah. is one of them and that is a yeah. really great song who did he write hits for what was his name this guy um he's called greg alexander he's written some stuff for it's quite a list you ready yeah ronan keaton <laughs> sophie ellis bexter enrique iglesias texas jerry halliwell s club seven melanie c rod stewart what? hansen and some others what did he write for melanie c does it say Oh, I, I got know. a feeling that I remember the song that he wrote and it was good. Mind you, the only good song she's done is that one she did with Brian Adams. Oh, what a fucking yeah. banger that That's is. A ba- yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, they did a song called On the Horizon. Oh, okay. No, I don't remember that. The second album. So, no, I'm not familiar with that one. But uh, new, new, what they're called, New Radicals, mm. played again for the first time in 22 years mm. at Joe Biden's inauguration. What, and they did get what you give? Yeah. Okay. Don't know what that so is politically. Politically, that does kind of sound like it could li- be a little bit kind of right wing. Mm. Sounds a little bit like, if you pull your weight, you'll be fine. But what we've got no room for is bloody layabouts. <laughs> Apparently it was a favourite of Bo Biden, who was Joe's son, who died in 2015. Mm. It's a great um, song. And, it you is. know, it, like we started off by going, oh, what a shit chart, because there's a lot of shit in it. But, so we've had Six Foot None and Richer, we've had Sweet Light Chocolate, we've had yeah. Get We Give, which is really great. And there is also No Scrubs by TLC. I mean, fucking hell. Yeah, I know. I was, I was totally wrong about this chart. There are some diamonds in there. Very, like. very strong No Scrubs by <clears throat> TLC. I mean, every time TLC gets mentioned, we, we end up talking about Brian Eno's house, don't we? Yeah, I won't, don't worry, I won't but do that again. Let's not go down that no. one again. But no. you've also got... Uh, a bit further down, uh, Supergrass pumping on your stereo. Love that song. It's a great pop song. Apparently, yeah. Gaz Coombs' new solo album is quite the piece of work. Well, I've, I've been hearing it. I've been hearing the single a lot on Six yeah. Music. Um, I, yeah, it's, it's quite nice. But for me, his music's more serious, and it's hard for me to, you know. I mean, what I right. liked about Supergrass was it was, and this is a good example of it. Is you know, pumping stereo, daft upbeat. It was just Sun, sunshine pop. pop. Yeah. I, I really yeah. like that. I'm not saying I don't like serious pop music, but yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to get my head around it. I quite like it. It's growing on me. But yeah, right. I've only heard the single. I haven't heard. I haven't heard right. the album. But yeah, a lot of it, a lot of his single stuff. A lot of his singles have been. A lot of his solo work has been highly praised, hasn't it? Yeah, See, it seems like a nice a bloke. Of, um, getting a lot of. Uh, Plaudits is the word I I'm looking he for. He seems plaudits. like a lovely fella. I've always liked to cut his jib. Uh, here's a song that I actually like, and I don't mind admitting, but yeah. you'll no doubt hate and get angry well, about. let's see. Let's see, uh, shall we? Canned Heat by Jamiroquai. I think that's a great song. I think, you I know... I don't know what it goes like. Jamiroquai... What's it? No, it wasn't the one he did for um, Godzilla. That was Deeper Underground. I can't remember I like what Deeper album this was on. I, li- I like Deeper Underground. Yeah. I'll give you that one. He, um, This was when he'd gone from being trendy in the early 90s, and people forget. But in the early 90s, Jamiroquai, well, people almost deny it now. But as far as the music press and the style press were concerned, and DJs all over the country, Jamiroquai was the trendiest fucking act there was, right? Like yeah. it, like the white labels were like fucking gold dust, right? Yeah. And all the DJs who were like falling over themselves to fucking get hold of like the white label of when you're going to learn, and all the face journalists and all these people who were creaming themselves over Jamiroquai, within a couple of years, were rewriting history. Like he, he, oh, he's a manufactured pop act, and we never want to mm. touch him ever again. But. He was really, he, and also, you know, the problem is he started acting like a right fucking bell end. Did, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. And that put people off as well. And obviously, the criticism held against him was he was so derivative. But what I liked was he was, 
He was at least derivative of very good music that, and it introduced some young people to 70s Stevie Wonder and other great stuff that they wouldn't have otherwise known about because it hadn't been referenced for quite a few years yeah. by other acts. Yeah. So I, I think that people... I think history's been quite unkind to yeah. him. And actually, I, you know, it's not something that I'd listen to regularly, but Candy, it's just a good song. People say, well, it sounds like Stevie Wonder. And I'm like, yeah, that's why it's a good song. That's why it's good. Okay, I'll go and check it out after this, yeah. this episode. And of course, I mean, a lot of people hadn't heard Stevie Wonder, like you said. A mm. lot of people hadn't seen anybody bouncing around wearing a North American headdress. No, exactly. For a while. So that was that. I was didn't an know. I, the, all I knew about Native American culture before Jamiroquai was just what mm. I'd learned from Charlie Carter in Roy the Rovers. Carter, that was all I knew. And, it, you know, that was one perspective. But Jamiroquai brought a different perspective on the Native American experience to me. More so that was good. Yeah. 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 Um, unless there's anything else you really want to talk about in this chart, I think we're done with it. Um, we'll try a new one in a couple of weeks because we have bled this one dry and there's been a dog shit as well and a lot of dog shitting in the middle of the episode which has never happened before never happened hopefully it'll never happen again but who knows I'm just looking outside the charts see if there's anything I can see that's spectacularly good that wasn't in the 40 this week Um, Red Alert by Basement Jacks that was a good song yeah I'm talking spectacularly good though and that's not what I'm saying. Lift it high, all about belief. The 1999 Manchester United squad. Uh, again, no. I would say uh, Blondie's Maria at number 81, which was their comeback single. That got to number one, didn't it? I got to number one. I think that's their biggest lurking. ever hit, which is quite weird because it obviously yeah. was years after their heyday. Uh, and that was twenty fucking twenty four years ago now. Twenty three years ago. Uh, sort of weird, isn't it? Whoa. 24 years before that was 1975 and Blondie were just starting out in New York. And it's, it feels like late period Blondie, but it's not. I don't know where I'm going and with And what this. was it 25 years before that? 25 years before that yeah. was the Second World War, I think. No, it was 1950. Um, yeah. and, and, and I believe, was that around the time that they, there was the Korean War? Something like that, Which or England of course, beat by the USA in the World Cup. Of course, where MASH was set in the Korean War, and the yeah. theme tune of Suicide is Painless, which of course was yeah. covered by the Manic Street Preachers many years later. So, is, think is on. Is there a link to Blondie there? Think on. No. no, nothing at all. No. We've reached a dead end, mm. and that feels like a good place to end this podcast. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening, and as always, goodbye. Goodbye. to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale, starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? 
Go stream something new on Hulu.